Here in Washington state, we are just under two weeks away from our primary election. And oh my goodness, things are getting crazy. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I am also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization for like-minded ladies and gentlemen to work together for the conservative cause here in Washington state. We, we work to elect conservative leaders. We work to educate people about what's going on in our state and how they can get involved. We have got to create change, and that's what we're all about. I am excited that we will be launching our national platform later this summer, Conservative Ladies of America. I will have more on that coming soon. But in the meantime, you can learn what we're doing here in Washington and how you can get involved by becoming a member at conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. Well, holy cow, holy cow. It has been an interesting few days. I have always known that politics was a gnarly game hence the reason I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, But I am definitely getting a front row seat right now. And I want to talk about what I'm seeing and appeal to the people who are like me um, or how I was in that I didn't want to be in politics. I saw the dirty game and I wanted nothing to do with it. I totally get people that want to just block it out. We're at a time in our country, however, where we don't have the luxury of ignoring what's going on. And, you know, some people I know their the extent of their involvement is casting their ballot. And that's great. If that's the best you do, you can do. That's great. There are a lot of people who won't even vote. That was me for, gosh, 12 years. I wouldn't even vote because I was so upset with the system, our government, and the people that were on the inside of politics. I just didn't like it and didn't want anything to do with it. But I do believe that many people like myself are being called for this time to step into the battle. And it is a battle. Uh, It's a spiritual battle, but it's also a very real physical battle because we have a an establishment, a swamp. We have uh, a system where, you know, our founders designed government to be where leaders would get elected. They would get into office. They would serve their term, maybe a couple. Um, They would be a public servant. They would be working on behalf of the people in their local community to make their voices heard. They would get into office, they would serve, and then they would go back to what they were doing before. Well, As we all know, politics has become a career and a very lucrative career at that. And we see people in politics on both sides of the aisle who have been in the game for decades and they are very wealthy and they're very powerful. And I believe that these people get, you know, addicted to this power and control and they won't relinquish it. So we need to be working really hard with people who are outside of the establishment who truly are stepping up because they see how broken our system is and how broken our government is. And they're willing to put their life on hold because it matters so much to them 
For instance, I sat down last night, um, did a Facebook Live with a candidate here in Washington State in our uh, 7th legislative district. His name is Lonnie Ray Williams, husband, father, veteran, and he has stepped into the race because his uh, current representative, who is a Republican, has voted many times in ways that don't align with his values. For instance, voting to fund empty seats in our government schools. And so he decided, well, if no one else is going to step up and run for this seat, I guess it will be me. And that's a sacrifice that he's making to step away from the things that he's doing. And it's a sacrifice for his whole family. I've been reflecting a lot on how I got here. Like, how did I get into politics and how am I doing this conservative ladies of Washington? And I have a podcast where I talk about politics and government all the time. How did I get here? You know, 10 years ago, I was... Uh, totally in, in engrossed in bodybuilding. I was competing several times a year. I owned a gym. I was training clients. Fitness was, I lived and breathed fitness. And sometimes I think those were the easy days when I didn't have to deal with people being angry and upset with me because I had a different opinion than they do. Uh, but I really feel like, you know, when I started Conservative Ladies of Washington as a little Facebook group, it was really because of a conversation that I had with a friend and then the prompting of what could only be the Holy Spirit that said, make a little Facebook group, make a little community where your friends can can talk and not be judged by the leftist liberals that are on all of the other Facebook groups. And so I did. I made a little Facebook group. And the little Facebook group is now almost 10,000 ladies large. And it's not because of anything I've set out to do or anything that I've done. It just has grown in that way because there's such a need and God keeps opening these doors. And I just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I believe there are a lot of people that are being called in, in different ways as I am to do different things, whether it's run for office or, you know, maybe it's run for school board or, you know, start a homeschool co-op or something like that. People are being called into different places that can only be God's calling because we feel it in a way that we can't say, no, we have to keep walking forward. We know we're being called because if we weren't being called, there's no way we would be doing what we're doing because it's not fun. So earlier this week, our team with Conservative Ladies of Washington has been working really hard to put together some voting recommendations. We've had people asking us like, who, you know, should I vote for for this district? Could you put out a list? And we've been asked that since before the last election. And so we put together this list and we posted on Facebook and all of a sudden my inbox and the Facebook page are lit up with all kinds of comments from people I've never heard from before, people I don't know. Uh, I got called a communist. I was accused of discriminating. I was called a dirty rhino. And I'm just looking at this thinking, who are these people and how are they so upset that somebody has a different opinion of them? Like, who are we? We're just little conservative ladies of Washington. Our team is volunteers for the most part. We're not funded by any organizations or private donors. We are, you know, beholden to no one. And our selections were not based on what the party is doing, but as best we could define the conservative candidates who align with our values, which there was really only a handful of candidates that we know for sure 
The other positions around the state were just kind of our best guesses. But man, are people angry. And in my talks with people around the state over the last couple of days, I've talked to people um, in different counties and, and areas that I don't have much contact in, and they have been giving me information about what's going on in their local uh, political parties. And it's not good. I mean, there is a ton of infighting in the Republican Party. And I'm sure this has been going on for a long time, but this is kind of, you know, and I knew this happened for the last couple of years. I've known that this goes on and just kind of tried to distance myself. But these people are sharing some information with me that's very, very sad and disheartening because, you know, we hear all the time from, you know, people within the Republican Party. We've all got to get on the same page. We've all got to work together. We've all got to unite. Well, I'm not going to work to elect someone that I don't feel aligns with my values when I have the opportunity to vote for a different candidate who does align with my values. And there's the argument that we have to pick the candidate who's most likely to get elected. We have to be willing to reach across the aisle. We have to be willing to bring in a moderate because if we bring in a moderate, then we have a better chance of getting votes from the Democratic side. I think that's complete garbage. I don't believe that's true. That's been their strategy for decades, and it's a strategy that doesn't work. And I strongly feel that if we can't start getting behind these kind of out, I'll call them outlier candidates, these political outsiders who come on the scene, they're conservatives. They are all about preserving America and our constitutional rights and serving we the people. If we can't start to move the needle towards these kinds of candidates, we're going to continue to get the same old crap that we've gotten for decades that doesn't work. We are going to continue to get Republicans who say the right things on the campaign trail, and then they get elected to office and they go against what they told us they were going to do. So I don't buy this argument that we need to rally behind the popular candidate, the candidate with the best chance to win, because if we continue to do that, we're going to continue to get the same result that we've gotten for years. And it's time to change. If we don't do something drastically different, we're going to keep declining. We're going to keep having Republicans who will cross the aisle and vote with Democrats. The one thing I hear all the time, and it makes me so angry, is Republicans who say, we've got to be willing to compromise. I'm sorry. No, we don't. Do you ever hear the Democrats say we've got to be willing to compromise? No, you don't, because Democrats don't say that. They never compromise. And that's how they win. You hold your ground. You stand for something. You tell the truth and you make progress. But we don't have leaders who are willing to do that. And I would go so far as to say we don't have leaders in our government. We have career politicians. Most of them are corrupt. If you look about, if you watch the money trail on some of these things, you will see that it's dirty. I saw um, there is a, uh, so this is a primary coming up on August 2nd. And I saw one candidate in the state that the Senate Republicans dumped $30,000 into this candidate's account last week. This, there are two Republicans on the ticket for this primary race. Why would the Senate Republicans be dumping 30 grand into one candidate's campaign? 
that's got to raise eyebrows. That is a lot of money for a state Senate race. That is a lot of money for a primary. And the other candidate is the conservative candidate who has a really good chance of winning this race. So it makes you wonder. And I look at things like that. I start digging into the details and I see the shady stuff that's going on in our politics. And it's discouraging for sure. And it kind of makes me think, you know, just want to throw up my hands and say, screw it all. But that's exactly what they want us to do. If we say screw it all and we walk away, then the, the establishment wins. The rhinos win. The uniparty wins. It's going to take people like myself, like Lonnie Ray Williams, like my friend Scott Stevenson, who are willing to get in there and tell the truth and stand up to the intimidation and the bullying by the establishment of our own party. And I believe if enough people are willing to to do there and get in there and get dirty, we have a chance of changing things. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think it's a very long process because the swamp is deep and it's going to take a long time for us to, you know, get people, you know, like my friend Scott and like Lonnie Ray. It's going to take a long time to start building up the conservative movement in the Republican Party. And once these candidates get elected, they're going to have an even fiercer battle once they're elected because they're going to be having to work against the establishment in their own party. I see that in a race here with my friend Robert Sutherland. He is a strong conservative. He's very outspoken on issues that the Republican Party doesn't want to talk about. And because of that, they have put up a moderate mainstream Republican to challenge him and take his seat. And they have dumped an ungodly amount of money into that campaign. And so you've got the little guy fighting back. It's totally a David and Goliath situation. And I tell you all this not to make you roll your eyes or be frustrated and discouraged and say to heck with politics and government. I don't want anything to do with it. I say this to you because it's important that even though it's dirty and swampy, it's important for you to know what's going on, to know how corrupt it is so that you have eyes wide open and so that you can make a better decision so that you understand that we don't get change by voting for the same old thing. You get a lot of candidates who will repeatedly show up on your ballot, at least here in Washington. You know, the Republican Party has the same candidates that they roll out every election. And so you've seen them for years. Those kind of candidates are not going to change things. And so you want to be open to seeing who's new on the scene and what are they talking about? For me, one of the biggest issues is parental rights, is saving our kids, which you, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast with Scott Stevenson, please go back and listen to that. He is running for Congress here in Washington state, and he has a very personal story that inspired him to run. And parents need to know that these things happen. I've shared a little bit about my own kid's story in public school with the indoctrination, but this is happening to our kids. And very few people are talking about it because it's kind of one of those shameful things to talk about. But the way that we change this is in our elections. It's the people that are making laws that can change this. And so we need to be electing lawmakers who are willing 
to work towards parental rights who are willing to work at gutting our government schools and funding students, not systems, who are willing to restore law and order, who are willing to get control of our southern border, who are willing to fix what's going on in our armed forces with this whole woke agenda that's going on in our armed forces. We need people who are willing to do what's right, not who are in it because of the power and control and the money, which seems to be the majority of people in politics. My eyes have certainly been opened wide since Trump came on the scene back in late 2015. And you know, throughout his presidency, we all saw a lot of things. And, you know, if you call them out, they, they might call you a conspiracy theorist or, or whatever. But, you know, then as I've gotten involved in sort of the behind the scenes political stuff, my eyes have been opened even more. And we're in a spiritual battle, a spiritual battle like we have never seen in our lifetime. And if Christians aren't willing to stand by their Christian values and vote for candidates that align with those values, even if they may not win. If we don't start moving the needle in a different direction, we're going to continue to get what we've always gotten. And so I hope that by sharing this with you, it's been therapeutic for me because I get to rant, but I hope it's also been an eye-opening thing for you because we need people who are willing to talk about what's going on behind the scenes so that the average citizen is aware and can vote better and vote differently and can help us move the needle towards people who are willing to stand up for we the people. And I am encouraged because I see a lot of people every day I talk to someone who's in this fight and they're taking the mud slinging at them and they are standing firm. We've got to put on the full armor of God and stand firm and not back down to the intimidation and the bullying. I want you to be encouraged. There are some really good people getting involved that deserve your vote and they restore my faith and my hope every single day when I meet these people. And would you pray for the candidates and their families that are in this battle right now. They truly need your prayers. They need the protection of God and the wisdom of God to run this race. And the best way that you can support them is through your prayers. Another great way you can support a candidate that you know is doing the right thing is send them some money or get involved with their campaign. So that's kind of my my to-do list for you today is find a candidate that you can pray for every day and pray not just for the candidate, but also pray for their family because behind every candidate is usually a family of people that are sacrificing too. And they're all going through, they're all being drugged through some drama. So find a candidate that you can add to your daily prayers and also send that candidate some money. You know, even if it's just 10 bucks, 10 bucks just says, you know, I'm here, I support you. And if you can do more, please, by all means, do more. And if you've got a candidate that you think I should check into and have on the podcast, I would love to hear about them. All of my contact info is in the notes. And if you've got an episode idea that you want me to talk about on a future episode, I'd love to hear about that too. Uh, In the meantime, go be well, and I will see you again next time. (laughs) 